what a joy it is to, to see Brian here today. And it's a blessing. Um, you know, this teaches you not to take that for granted. Um, how, um, how much in danger his health and his life was and what he's gone through. And so we rejoice that our prayers are answered or being answered. He's being restored uh, to full health, and uh, we, we just thank God for that. Tonight, I would like you to, to turn with me to Ecclesiastes chapter 9. Um, Ecclesiastes is, did a series a while ago on that. Also did a couples conference through Ecclesiastes couple years ago. In fact, I remember that. That was the year that um, 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 ZZ was born because he was born just before we left for that conference. And uh, of course, Jordan was born several months after that. So that was the year we did a conference in Indiana um, on Ecclesiastes. I'm doing a series in the uh, Milwaukee Rescue Mission Chapel. We'll be meeting there on Saturday. And I'll continue uh, doing a series in, in Ecclesiastes there. Um, so you can pray for me as we do. Uh, just share God's word wherever we go, wherever God leads the opportunity. Have an opportunity to do um, devotion tomorrow in our, um, in, the, in our school for Milwaukee Rescue Mission. And my new responsibilities there. So it'll be my first devotion there. And you know the hardest part about that? Only give me five minutes. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I kind of think this is my first test, and so pray that I pass this test. You know how hard that's going to be for me. <laughs> I've done the introduction, and five minutes is gone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I'm just going to ignore. I'm just going to ignore it. You know, it. no, I'm, I'm going to try really well to, to keep that time frame. Tonight we look at Ecclesiastes nine, and uh, I've decided to <clears throat> to take the theme that's expressed in Ecclesiastes and use it as a motivation for prayer. Ecclesiastes, and you know, I just kind of paraphrase this every time I do it, but the theme of Ecclesiastes is, "Wake up, dude! You live in a messed up world." That's just a fact. But God operates, and he uses, he blesses, he moves, he stirs his people, he takes them through the challenges of living in a messed up world. It's good to know God meets us in our messed up lives in a messed up world. He doesn't require that we have it all together before he comes in. He doesn't require that we live through a system that's perfect and sinless and fair so that he can work in that. No, he works in the messed up world that we live in. So we look at a few verses here. And the theme in verses 1 through 6 is simply this. Death happens to all. I remember um, speaking that theme at a funeral recently, just last year, and saying that I've done many, many weddings as a pastor and I have in fact I look out on some of you and <laughs> I've done weddings there um, 
uh, three at least I can see, four actually, with the renewal for Charles and Beverly at that time. So I've done a lot of weddings, but I've done way more funerals. And the fact is, many people get married, but not everybody has to get married, or not everybody gets married, but everybody will experience death. Um, unless the Lord comes for those who are alive during that time. But for most in history, they will experience death. And Ecclesiastes deals with this theme of death and saying, uh, in essence, it says this, that all experience this, and it, it boils down to this, death is unfair. Death doesn't just get those who are weak or old. Death comes on all. I was talking to some pastors today, and one of the Grace Partner pastors is doing a, a, a memorial or a funeral for a guy who was 33 years old and died. Some circumstances around that, but the fact is, death happens to us all. And read a few verses there, verse 1. But all this I laid to heart, examining it all, how the righteous and the wise and their deeds are in the hand of God. Whether it is to love or hate, man does not know. Both are before him. It is the same for all. Since the same event happens to the righteous and the wicked, to the good and the evil, to the clean and the unclean, to him who sacrifices and him who does not sacrifice. As the good one is, so is the sinner. As he who swears is as he who shuns an oath. This is an evil in all that is done under the sun, that the same event happens to all. Also, the hearts of the, of the children of man are full of evil, and madness is in their hearts while they live. And after that, they go to the dead. See what he's saying? Both the good and the wicked live, and then the same event happens to both of them. They die. They die. <clears throat> that seems unfair in some sense. Why does death happen to those? Let's look at it this way. God's people have to experience that. And God's people suffer from loved ones who die. We've experienced that ourselves personally. And that is, that's how life is in this world that we live in. You could say in this messed up world, it's true. Verse 4, but he who is joined with all the living has hope. For a living dog is better than a dead lion. Isn't that a statement? It's saying those who are living have hope. And we understand that as long as you're living, there is, there's life, there is hope. And as believers, we understand that. Hebrews tells us, 9.22, I think it is appointed unto men once to die, and after that the judgment, judgment comes. After death, there is no longer an opportunity for those who, who have not sought Christ not come to Christ while they were living. And there is absolutely no hope. I've, 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 I've kind of, this is, a, I've meditated on this, and, and it's kind of a wild thing. Because we, 
we are amazed at the grace of God, aren't we? We always should be just amazed at that as we reflect on that, that that's something that, that we have that, that we don't deserve, and we just marvel how God just gave his grace to us. But we also need to marvel at there's a time when God's grace is just shut off. You know, people like to say, God is a God of second chances. But they need to understand there's a time when you will no longer have a second chance. You will not keep getting a second chance. It reminds me of a child who's disobedient and it's time for discipline and they don't want it like, oh, I'll be better, I'll be better. They keep making promises so you give them another chance and another chance. At some point you say your chances are over. Because that's reality. God at some point will say to the sinner, your opportunity is over. There's no more chance. And so this point is um, a living dog is better than a dead lion. And, and that's so much true. He said, look, the, the, the lion is a picture of royalty, is a picture of power, strength. You know, we say he's king of the jungle. Um, and st he's just majesty and strength and power. In fact, Jesus himself is spoken of as the lion of the tribe of Judah. He, he, he's going to reign in that power and that might and that majesty. Um, but the, the, and a dog is, is the opposite. A dog is, is, is a derogatory term in Scripture. Nobody wanted to be looked at as a dog. Gentiles were looked at as dogs, as, as one. Dogs weren't, weren't clean animals, and, and, and they weren't welcome. They were like scavengers, and they just kind of made their own existence. We think of them now today more as pets that are loved, but these, these are more like strays that just, you know, survive by eating whatever they could. Um, and it's saying it's better <laughs> to, to be alive and have little or nothing in terms of respect or majesty or any of that than to be great but dead. And so there's much to be said of life. And he goes on in the rest of the chapter to kind of reiterate that because he says, let, let me finish that part, verse 5. For the living know that they will die, but the dead know nothing. They have no more reward, for the memory of them is forgotten. How does this impact our prayer is that God has given us life and an opportunity, and we pray for the living because they have hope. Um, and, and, and our prayer is that um, they would respond to the gospel. They would, would repent and turn to Christ. And we want to see that happening at the time that they can, that they, the opportunity they have to do that. We want to pray for that. We have many people on our prayer list. We have some who have health issues that we pray for. And we, we understand that, yes, we pray for their health issue. We want to see uh, uh, healing to, to come uh, come into place, but we also know for those who we don't know where they are spiritually or have reason to believe that they have never accepted Christ and, and haven't turned to Christ, we know that even more important in their physical status is their spiritual state and their relationship with God. And so in terms of our prayer, we pray desperately for those, don't we? We have loved ones that we pray for desperately, and now is the time that we can pray for them and, and we pray that God will just intercept their rejection of him and, and, and bring them 
to, 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 to know him and, and to trust Christ as Savior. Um, verse 6, their love and their hate, their envy have already perished. And forever they have no more share in all that is done under the sun. That term, they have no more share in all that's done under the sun. It's not that they have vanished and exist no more. It's that they are now in eternity and they can no longer impact or affect or have the opportunity to do things in this life again. And that's a final thing. You don't get to come back and redo. You know, I think our kids today, we live in that video game age, you know, and they get the concept that they play a video game, make a mistake, and just start all over. But the reality is life is not a video game. And you can make mistakes and make decisions and not be given the privilege of starting all over. They have no more, what does it say? They have no more share in all that is done under the sun. For us as believers, that has something to say to us too, is that we have opportunity now to serve God. And we have that opportunity in this life. When this life is over, we stand before the judgment seat of God. We give account to God for all that we have done. We have no more opportunity to add to or to live better and to honor him more in our lives. We have this opportunity. Let's live it well. In fact, I think that's what he's saying in the next few verses. Look at verse 7. Go, eat your bread with joy. Drink your wine with a merry heart, for God has already approved what you do. He said, you're living in the land of opportunity, life. Take advantage of it. Yes, enjoy life, but honor God and, 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 and take advantage of the opportunity you have now to live for God. He, he, he continues that, verse 8, let your garments be always white. Let not oil be lacking on your head. Um, enjoy life with the wife whom you love all the days of your vain life that he's given you under the sun. Now, I've always thought that that word vain was just kind of inserted in, in there and it kind of just seems like he's being negative or, or, or facetious. Um, but he, it really means that. Enjoy this life because your life is vain. Remember what the word vain means? It means fleeting, uh, of, 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 of limited uh, duration, Okay short, brief, lit, enjoy this life because it's going to go so fast. Don and I were talking about, um, you know, we, we recently had our anniversary and just looked back and said, we can't believe 39 years. Could it be 39 years? Man, I remember when I was younger than 39 and now I've been married for 39 years. Um, and it seems to go so quickly. I look at my own pictures and can't believe, like, what, huh, what, that mean? Uh, it goes quickly. So he says, take advantage of this life. Enjoy the things that God has given for enjoyment. He's given up each other, fellowship with him. Um, we have those things. We enjoy those because everything in life can't be enjoyed. We know that. We, we're talking about Ecclesiastes saying, you're living in a messed up world. And you realize that. So the ultimate joy won't come in this life. We understand that. We have a lot of hardships to deal with. So take the blessings as you can, you know. Enjoy them as you can. I love fellowship. I love celebrating uh, with God's people. 
um, you know, the holidays come, you get time to, to share with each other. I look forward to that. Take that in. It's like a sponge. Soak it in and enjoy. Nothing wrong with enjoying that part. But realize that it's brief and it's limited and there's other parts of life as well. So he says, enjoy life with the wife whom you love all the days of your vain life that he's given you under the sun because that is your portion in life and in your toil at which you toil under the sun. What is toil? It's our efforts and our work. And he says, basically saying, make your efforts worthwhile, right? Make it worthwhile. Um, and you have a limited time. Make the best of it. Um, develop your skills and gifts and abilities so you can use them and enjoy them. Um, take advantage of the relationships. Appreciate each other. I like smell of roses, right? Um, let's, let's take that all in. Um, because um, our, our lives are, are short, and we need, to, we need to remember that. Then he says, verse 10, whatever your hand finds to do, do it with your might. Isn't he encouraging us to, to realize that God has given us a limited time here and use it to the fullest. Use it to the fullest. Do it with all your might. For there is no work or thought or knowledge or wisdom in Sheol to which you are going. Um, Sheol is the grave, and so even us as believers will experience that. And at that point, that's the end. That's the end of our efforts to do and, and of our life here on earth. And we then enter into the other phase of our life, which is eternity. Um, so let's remember that. Let's take advantage of that. So in terms of prayer, it reminds us of several things. We pray for loved ones, don't we? Um, and we pray diligently for them. Um, and then we pray for believers. Yes, we were praying for Brian this week, and, and uh, we pray for, for others who in in just suffering and, and the hardships that they go through and, and health issues. You know, we pray for them. Lord, give them a good measure of life and health uh, so that we can enjoy them more, so we can they can enjoy what they have. I, can only imagine what it felt like to Heidi for Brian to come home and for the kids for him to come home and for him to see his three boys again and to just uh, think about it. used to pick them up with so such ease you know and, and play with them now you think about that I don't have the strength I used to have but thank God I'm getting that back and I want to enjoy I can't wait so I could throw them around again and then just wrestle with them and play with them enjoy the life and appreciate the things that God has given us in this life and use them to his glory. You think God, wouldn't God enjoy seeing his kids just, just running around playing and having a good time? <laughs> you know, God is saying, I gave them the strength to do that. Look at them. They're enjoying this, appreciating the gifts that I've given them and using them for, for my glory. So we pray for each other, and then we pray for, since life is brief and short, we don't spend all of our time enjoying, do we? Don't, in other words, we don't spend all our time partying because we know that's a part of life. But difference between us and the world, we know that ain't all of life. And we would rather sacrifice a little bit of that now to enjoy the big party later. 
and, and so we do make some sacrifices. It's not like don't experience any joy, but we're willing to make some sacrifices. But we look forward to the big part, the big party, the big uh, uh, um, fellowship that we have coming up later. And so we pray. It's like Revelation. We pray even, Lord, so come quickly. Um, and we pray while we're here, before you come, help us to, to, to spend our time wisely. Help us to take advantage of that. Okay. My five minutes is up. I share. <laughs> See, that was five minutes. I could do it, right? Not quite. Are <laughs> you right? It's more like 25. <laughs> I knew it wasn't five. Yeah, and I knew it wasn't going to be five either. Also knew that I, I had an opportunity to cover Brian's part. So he's not, he's not here today. So I can, in, I can encourage on his time. But uh, we're going to have Andy come and, and, and lead us in his part of prayer time. And then after that, um, Lawrence. Good evening, everybody. All right, so this is kind of my first Wednesday of the year. So what I want to focus on today is I just want to focus on this year. So um, when we pray, I just want our prayer to be focused on um, what God is going to do this year, what his plans are, that God continues to just do his will this year. Um, obviously, everything that happened last year, crazy, good, bad, it was all his will. He had control of everything. He knew what was going on. It was everything according to his plan. Nothing catches him by surprise. So just that he continues to do that and that he continues to just support the church um, and continues to strengthen the believers as this year comes about. Because it's still going to be tough when we start this year. And who knows what there is to expect. And then I'll close this up. So however you feel led to pre pray, pray on those things. Have you guys pray on that? Challenge. Uh, um, Craig, and then I'll close. Dear Lord, I thank you, Lord, for this day, Lord. I thank you for just bringing us out to church tonight, Lord. We pray for the ones who couldn't make it tonight, Lord, who may be sick, Lord, or um, just not here tonight, Lord. We pray for them, Lord. We pray, Lord, and thank you for just giving us a, another year, Lord, a, another um, year that some people didn't make it to, Lord. Um, we just pray, Lord, that you would just be with us, help us to stay focused, Lord, on you, Lord, and to um, help you to ask you for guidance in what we want to do with our life, Lord, and that we will do, Lord, what you will have us to do, Lord, and not our own things that we want to do. What We will apply, Lord, your word um, in our lives, Lord, and be testimonies to our family members who are not saved, Lord, that you would just um, help us to be able to um, just be that testimony to reach them in some kind of way, Lord, or that you will send someone, Lord, to, to just... Um, let them know about you, Lord, even if it's not us, Lord, somebody, Lord, that we will see more loved ones saved, Lord, this year, Lord, that you would draw them to you, Lord. And then, Lord, I just pray, Lord, that you just be with um, our members here at the church, Lord, as they have been sick, Lord. We thank you for um, bringing them back healthy, Lord. We pray that you continue to protect us and keep us, Lord, as we go about our daily um, jobs, Lord, and um, school and different things, Lord, that each person does here, Lord. We pray, Lord, that you just will protect us, Lord, as you've been doing so far, Lord. And then, Lord, I just pray, Lord, for the ones who are really sick, Lord. We pray for Lola, Lord, that you would just be with her and her health, Lord. And um, we don't know what 
will happen this year with her life, Lord. But we pray, Lord, that you would just be blessed in it, Lord. And while she is with her family, that she would be that testimony, Lord, that you would have her to be, Lord, to draw them to you, Lord, at this time. And then, Lord, we pray for Mr. Kenner, Lord, who had a birthday, Lord. We thank you for that, Lord. And we pray that you continue to um, work in his life and Miss Kenner's life, Lord, as he um, is not very well, Lord. But we just pray that you just will watch over and keep him, Lord. And then, Lord, we have so many things we can thank you for this year, Lord. We thank you for um, Brian, Lord, who was sick, Lord, and you brought him back. And we prayed so hard. And we thank you just to see him today, to know that you answered prayers. Because we didn't know. All we could do was pray and say, Lord, help. Because it was no more words to say. But you brought him back. And we thank you for that. And we thank you for his wife, Lord, being faithful and just asking for prayer, Lord, and um, just helping her, Lord, to take care of the boys while he was sick. We thank you for that. And then, Lord, I just pray, Lord, that you would just be with each and every one of us, Lord, to just continue to be faithful to you this year, Lord. And like I said before, to be the testimonies you would have us to be. In your name I pray and thank you. Amen. Lord, I just thank you for all your blessings. As for your continued hand of protection, Lord, we continue in prayer. We just praise you that you are an all-powerful God, that you are in control of everything, Lord. Um, we know that you have a plan for our lives. You have a plan for this world, Lord. And we know that you are bringing it to fruition. We just ask that you continue to do your will in this world, Lord. We do know that every day is a day closer to the end times than when you return, Lord. And we just pray that you come and you come quickly, Lord. But we ask that you continue to do what you have planned to do before then, Lord. Uh, we, we thank you for the grace you've given the unbelievers up to this point, the time you've given them to try to come to a relationship with you, Lord, to get, do the work in their hearts that you need to do for them to um, recognize their need for you. We ask that you continue to just do your work here and um, continue to um, lead um, 2021. We know that there were some hardships in 2020, and we know that sometimes we may lose sight of that and um, just help keep us reminded that you are in control, Lord. And if 2021 is a difficult year as well, Lord, we just help us keep mindful of that you are in control, Lord, and that um, everything that is happening is happening according to your will, Lord. We ask that you just strengthen the church uh, as things have been difficult this whole time, and I feel the church has really been challenged, Lord, and I ask that you just strengthen the church knowing, as I said, that those end times are coming in. This could just be a foreshadowing of a little bit of how hard it might be, that it may be getting even harder, Lord, and we know that it will, Lord, that they will persecute Christians in the last days, Lord, and we just ask that you just wake your people up, um, wake them up about your mission to spread the gospel, um, that we have to constantly remember that um, that day is coming, Lord, and that we should continue to point people towards you. We ask that you be with this church specifically as we just minister to the cities, as we do our mission to reach the men of our city, Lord, that you continue to grow that. You've grown that so much in the years, with especially with our connection to the rescue mission, Lord, and we just praise you for that. We just um, continue to ask that you you continue to bless your people as well, Lord, and um, help us to remain remain. Um, grateful and happy in this new year, Lord, and I'm optimistic on the work that you will do through us. In your name we pray. Amen. <laughs>